Welcome to episode 12. Uh, today, we're going to catch up with Larry and see uh, what he's been up to. Yeah, so uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, so it's it's just been amazing. And uh, I'm trying to beat Joe at this weight loss contest. Let everybody, <laughs> let the viewers know. And I, I'm trying to run off. I'm trying to, I'm going to start trying to run off this COVID weight. So, but, but yeah, I mean, it's been great. Um, uh, we, we're in, I'm in the last part of school. So I actually only have 12 more weeks. Um, in two weeks, uh, I'm going to take security plus. I'm going to, I'm going to take a stab at it for the cert for that one. So, we're going to see, and then I'm going to go back and take uh, just regular uh, MTA security. But uh, but yeah, no, it's going it's going great, and um, I need to do a lot more lab work. So I, I really want to do an episode on us just in the lab because I think that'd be pretty interesting to people. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, I've learned a lot since there since uh, since the last time we spoke. So okay, now Larry, looking back on it, you know, someone let's say they want to get into this i'm actually talking to someone right now that is uh listening to the show and they're like okay what how do i even get started so you found this school right and this particular school it's kind of like an accelerated program right it's a lot you know for for someone but looking back on it is this has this been a good experience for you like uh doing it the way you're you're currently doing it uh yeah so it all to me for me it's all depends on your passion for it because it does take a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot, a lot of giving up um, certain things that you may love to do. If you like to watch movies or you like to go on a run and stuff, I mean, you can do that, but it, it takes up a lot of time and it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. I mean, we have three boot camps a week plus two classes, <laughs> plus two classes. No, actually we got a, four boot camps a week, two classes. And on Saturday morning, you know, that's when you pretty much try to get all your work done, your schoolwork on top of that. So it's, it's demanding, but it's, if you have the passion for it, I mean, to me, it's fun. It's a different language. I mean, a total different language. Oh my gosh. I can actually, I can actually speak uh, IT to Joe now. <laughs> I couldn't at first. I didn't understand anything. Like if he did through something, I mean, I'd be like, oh, what's that? But uh, right. I'm starting to understand the light bulb is still twitching. But for a new, for uh, a new beginner, it all depends on your passion and your time. Okay. You so know, if you, so someone's got to have the time, they got to have the passion. And yeah, if they have those two things, um, you know, is this particular school the one you're going to? Is it one that you'd recommend everyone? Do you want to give a shout out to the school or? Yeah, so uh, it's uh, my computer career and um, it's nine certs in 10 months. So it's a, it's a lot, but if you can complete, we say half of the certs, you can always go back. You got another uh, six months to go back and take those certs again and my, my, my CC will help you out with that um they have excellent mentors that if you ever need to call and just give you good advice and um then you have our great podcast to listen to too but uh <laughs> now do they but, uh, and they give you like practice uh exams like practice questions that you could take to help you prepare for the exam right yeah we do a lot of stuff on yeah we do a lot of things on measure up i don't know if you ever heard of it but uh measure up is a it's great um so uh, you got a lot of practice. You got a lot of practice tests, and then you take one that's actually 
that you may be seeing like on a on a Microsoft uh test if you if you're taking like um uh A plus or if you're taking uh, MTA security or uh network um just the beginning part of it that uh that really helps you out a lot is uh is measure up. So measure up is a really good tool to use um that that we use and then um we use uh Quizlet which is pretty good. Um, uh, this mentor that I, that I had named Sean, he has a bunch of cards that, that you can just read and kind of give you a lot of information. And then I know um, we use Kahoot, uh, it's kind of a game, but uh, it teaches you why you're, why you're learning. So it's pretty, it's, it's pretty good. My, my CC is actually a really good uh, school and it has a lot of, has a lot of great uh, teachers and a lot of great mentors. Cindy, how are you doing? That's my mentor. I just want to throw a <laughs> shout out to her. She's listening to it. So, so it, it totally helps, right? To have community, to have support, to have good mentors and everything. And um, do they offer any, any uh, like job placement assistance in this particular school? Yeah. So, yeah, so um, they do offer job placement all around the U.S., so it's just where, where you want to be and all that. And they start that, I think, after, I think after six months. So, so, so yeah, so they really help you out with that too, where, where you want to go and, and everything. So I know 50, my class is 113 people from what I gather. And I think 65 or 70, 70 people in my class have jobs already. So I think they do a really, really great job at that. So they're they're really good. I, I really like my CC. I'm very, very satisfied with it. But it is a lot of work. Like wow, right so after this podcast, I gotta work. So you're saying um you're saying that uh out of the hundred and thirteen, was it, um, that sixty-five yeah. have already been placed into jobs already? Yeah, yeah, why they're incredible. going to school. That's pretty good, man. That's that's really good. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Yeah, so it's it's really good. And you know, uh, it's it's all I think with, with anything, it's all what you put into it. And uh-huh. <laughs> I really love the cybersecurity field. But um what my CC does do and what I and what you told me and I've I've heard from like Demetrius and a and a lot of other of the, the guests that we had on is learning those basics. So that's what it really teaches you those basic um fundamental things that you that you need to know, like in any sport or anything like yeah. that. Just just the basic. You know, um, it, I, I love I love reading about um, some of the most elite athletes and, and how did they get to, to where, you know, how did they achieve greatness? You know, and if you look at Michael Jordan's workout, if you look at Kobe Bryant's workouts in, in LeBron James and these guys, I mean, their workouts are just way more intense than anybody else. Like they like you said, you get what out you get out of it, what you put into it. And these guys, these elite athletes you know, the reason why they perform so amazing in the game, it's not just their, you know, talent, they're just sheer God given talent, but man, they work hard, you know, prior to game time. Right. And so I think, would you agree? It's just, um, just like anything in life. If, if you work hard and you, and you put in the time, right, you'll get out of it. You'll reap what you sow, like the Bible says, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like the Bible says, I mean, God blesses those who, he blesses the hard worker with a with a good harvest and 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 saying that i mean i think it's with anything in life if you it's it's 
you know, if you're passionate about it, you will put the work and effort and time into it. And, you know, I, I know, I don't know, I'm probably still off far off on a, a lot of things about cybersecurity, but, um, I do, um, I do have a little foundation. I got an excellent book that Joe gave me too. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about the book. Like. Yeah. Let's talk about the book. So this book I thought of, so Larry, you know, is an elite coach. That's his background prior to that, an elite player, you know, so he's, he's achieved success. And so I found this book that actually draws analogies from football into cybersecurity. So I thought, Oh, this is the perfect book for Larry. Right. Yeah. 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 What is it called? Oh, it is the hackers playbook, Hacker playbook? or something. Yeah. So it's, it's an awesome book, but, um, two, um, I'm halfway through it. It's a really, really good book. Um, I'm learning a lot just from the book, which is, which is just insane. It just tells me how much more, I mean, I did learn in my CC, they do teach you some Linux, but how much more Linux I got, I got to know, but I do understand the basic parts of it and some command stuff and, yeah. It's, an, it's, a, it's a great book, and um, I recommend that book. Thank you, Joe, again. I recommend that book for, for any of the listeners. Um, so, so, Joe, let me ask you a question, because I know listeners want to know, too. So, so I know you're, you're, when you started off, you started off as just regular, like a student in school. Yeah. And we're talking in high school, learning about computers and, 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 and all that stuff. But what was your, your driving passion to get you going? You know, it, it for me, um, when I was in school, I, you know, I was playing baseball initially, and I, I basically found out during the alumni game, um, I think we may have talked about this on, on episode three, you know, that uh, this kind of older alumni guy, probably older than I am now, you know, and, and back then I was 18, right? And he hit my best fastball. So I kind of realized, you know, like, okay, <laughs> if this guy can turn on my best pitch, I better figure something else out, you know? And, and so a light bulb just kind of went off, like, I need a plan. I need a plan, you know? And so while I was going to college, I, I took night classes in a, in a school very, very similar to the school that you're in. Um, the school that I went to was in Berea and it was called the software education of America SEA and okay. very, very similar program. Right. And so I was doing that at night while I was going to school during the day, uh, like, you know, traditional college. Cause I figured, okay, traditional college degree isn't really going to give me a practical, you know, job experience to be able to find a job somewhere. So I was doing that. And sure enough, you know, just like you found your, your hundred plus teammates or classmates and 65 or whatever have already gotten yeah. first. Uh, I found out that when the employers saw that I had some of these certs on my resume, they didn't even ask me if I was going to college. They didn't even care about the college degree. They just, they, they knew I had the technical proficiency um, and they wanted to give me a shot, you know, and I was like, wow, okay. Then, so that was, that was back in, um, 1998 or 1999 and um so yeah over 20 years ago and so it was really you know i was i was basically doing exactly what you're doing just just studying just working at it and then and then i just spent you know probably four to six hours a day applying to to jobs so that actually was a part-time job was applying to jobs and just kind of putting it out there 
and uh, just trying hard to find someone that was willing to give me a shot, you know, and that's, that's just it. You just need someone that's willing to give you a shot. Um, and I think that that can happen randomly, like I was doing, like where you just spray, you know, resumes out. That's, that's one option. But the other option that I think more people gen, you know, generally find is when it's through a network, you know, and uh, it's through the people that you know, that they know someone. And so it's, it's really, you know, going out to your LinkedIn, all your connections and, and saying, Hey, you know, this is what I'm looking for. Do you know of anyone that might be hiring? And so, you, you know, usually people are, are more willing to hire someone of uh, when the people they know can kind of vouch for that person. So yeah, they're a hard worker, you know, person mm-hmm. of integrity, character, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, usually, I think most people find their uh, first positions kind of that way from what I hear. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, I find technology really interesting. I find it like a puzzle. I, lo- I love chess, you know, and to me, technology oftentimes involves problem solving. And so when, when a computer, you know, program or scenario isn't working, it's like a, it's like a puzzle. So there's, I enjoy that thinking part of it. But then the human part of it, typically there's a human behind that puzzle that is frustrated. So the end user, you know, that employee that can't get their job done because the computer isn't acting right. I, I love solving the problem so that I can help that person and kind of make their day better. And that, you know, I'll never forget my first, uh, my first job. I got so much pleasure and joy out of helping people. Like when they were frustrated, someone wasn't working, I got it fixed for them. And, and, you know, it was just, it just made their day a little bit better, you know? And so um, that, that's a core driving part of me. And, and, you know, I just love helping people. I still do to this day. I love helping people. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of one of my big drivers. So I, so I do have a question, another question. So I know just like an athlete, you, you practice your craft on a daily basis and how you, do you do that with a lab? Do you do that with reading? Yeah. Uh, do you do that with a lot of research? Yeah. That, um, so when technology changes at the pace that it's changing today, which I would say every six months, there's, you know, a, a curve in technology, like a, a, a shift or a disruptive new thing that, you know, it comes out. And so um, you just have to like, desire to like learning you know if 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 somebody's listening to this podcast larry and they're like you know i just want to like do something that is static and doesn't change you know maybe being like a park ranger or something you know maybe something that there's not a change it's like okay this is what you do you go out you do this and this and this and it's just it's just some people need that just static stability right but if you just are like if you're an insatiable learner and, and you love learning and, and, you know, your mind just needs a challenge, you know, constantly. And, um, and that's kind of, you know, me, like when I get super bored, if everything's the same every day, like I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't hang, you know, my mind would be you're like, not oh, okay, what do I got to do? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You're not a person that, that just likes a routine. Yeah, I, I need I need a challenge. I need a challenge. My mind needs a challenge, um, and and it's you know, so, so something that just 
is every day is going to be different. Every day there's going to be a different challenge. I don't know even what to expect. It's just going to be something new and fresh, and it's going to keep me on my toes. Um, that that's what I really enjoy, and I think for for the most part, most technology careers in in IT and in security, especially, um, really do require someone that enjoys a new challenge every day. Uh, someone that is. Uh, <coughs> is like okay no matter what's thrown at me like it's it's you know this for football right you can study the the video of the other team you can see all the other plays but they already know that you're going to be studying that video so they're going to throw new stuff at you because they already know that okay if we just ran that same offense at at, at that at your d you're you're gonna you know um <laughs> you know be able to like stop that right so they're trying to innovate and it's just like hackers like there's there's the black hat hackers, the, the bad guys, and then you got the good guys, the white hats on the other side, they know that they know the tactics. And so the black hat hackers, they're going to, they're going to innovate. They're going to change their, their tactics and their techniques. Um, they're going to, and, and so it's that it, it's basically a battle, right? And that's fun. That's, that's an interesting kind of, you know, warfare. Um, now, of right. course, it, it can get personal when someone attacks you directly as an individual. So you got to be on your toes. Like I get text messages sometimes on my phone that are clearly hackers trying to trying to basically get around email because most people most people get tricked into clicking a phishing link or an attachment. And that's generally how most people get hacked. Um, right. And if, if you're really, really good in cybersecurity, you don't open that stuff. But I think the weak area is if you get a text message, right, and it's got a link or, or you know, something in the text message, that might be a soft spot where, where you might be more willing to, to click that or do something there. So you got to be on your toes in all areas of your, um, you know, peripheral world, right? You got to be, got to be looking out, you know, on, on all things. Um, yeah, so it's so weird that that uh, and I don't think a lot of people really realize that we start learning in um, right now in Security Plus that the cell phone now and text messaging is like a big way. I mean, everybody's like the email, so everybody's concentrated on emails. But it, do you forget about a text message that from a unknown number or hey, this is uh, such and such? Right when you click on that link, they can take over your your cell phone. Yeah. Or, or get all your information. That's right. That's right. And so you, you constantly have to keep your, your phone updated uh, because, you know, those updates are fixing security vulnerabilities that exist. So there was a, there was a vulnerability in iOS 12.3 um, that someone could send you a message and Larry, you didn't even have to click on the link. They just had to, they just had to know your phone number. If they sent it to you, they could take over the, your phone. And that, that's a vulnerability in iOS 12.3. So you had to update to 12.4 immediately. Now, most people are way above that now. But if people are right. not updating their phones, um, you know, their phones can get hijacked. And, and their phone typically has their email. It has, you know, banking apps sometimes. It has all kinds of information. It has on everything. It right has their life on it. So, Joe, that was very, very interesting that you brought that up about uh, the cell phone and updating your phone. because. Before I get, before I start really studying about um, start learning about IT and um, things like that and and um, and I was still in love with uh, learning about how to be in cybersecurity. I worked at AT and T, and I worked where we sold cell phones. And 
about 85% of the customers did not want to update their phones because they thought it was just such a hassle. Mm -hmm. So in saying that, a lot of people, I don't know how it is, and that was maybe three years ago. So I don't know how it is today, but I can imagine maybe 60 to 65% of the people don't even update their phones. They'd be like, oh man, this updated sucks. But they don't understand that those patches that they're putting putting in there is is just for what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think, you know, security um is only as good as your weakest user at your organization. And um, you know, people are if we're relying on them you know, to update their personal phone. If you, if your company allows people to use their personal phones to connect to work and you're relying on that person to update their, their phone security software, that kind of tells you that that's the next major target for hackers because, you know, vulnerabilities in uh, phone software, you can buy the, you can buy the exploits on the, um dark marketplaces uh they i think it's like a million dollars per exploit because it's it's not easy to write those exploits and so they're for sale for you know typically governments are buying these things to spy on you know their citizens or defectors and uh human rights activists and um that sort of thing so uh if if somebody has enough money they can buy an exploit to basically hack into your phone and and so Again, if companies are allowing their people to use their personal phones, which most do to cut down costs, then the trade-off mm -hmm. with that is that they have to recognize that um, you know, those phones can get compromised if someone's willing to pay enough money. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I guarantee you a lot of our listeners don't, um, oh, well, they, they probably know it, but I, it's maybe some that, some that really don't understand. And, um, you know, as, as we're learning in class, it's mainly the users that really don't think that an attacker will attack just them. I think that's a, a, a big thing too. Like, oh, not my phone. Well, why would they want to attack me? I, I, I always feel that, um, that what I'm learning now is that a hacker, uh, that a hacker is pretty much, you're on their radar. You might not be on the top list of their radar, but you can be on their radar. So let's talk so about that. Them. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So you're right. People probably think, unless they're super paranoid, they probably think, okay, I'm who am I? An attacker, you know, they're not gonna worry about me. They're gonna go after some CEO or, or some powerful person. But if you work for that CEO, right? And if you if you're at that same company or let's say your brother-in-law or your relative works at that company, hackers do their homework. They go on LinkedIn, Larry, and they see who you're connected to and they go, okay, if I could just get Larry, then I could send an email as Larry to his cousin, who's this like super high profile person over here. So the, 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 the mind of the hacker is taking, taking over someone's phone typically for the purpose of something else, some larger campaign that they're working on. And so, and people don't realize that because of their, their relationships, they could be a target because of who they know or who they work for, you know? And, and okay, so that's one scenario. Scenario two, Larry, is that hackers tend to do a spray. And a spray is basically a, 
a, a non-discriminate, you know, just broad attack across everybody. And then whoever happens to open it, um, they can send ransomware down there. And a typical device is worth about, someone's willing to pay on average about $700 for a ransom to recover their data. So for, I'll just, you know, we'll test this out with you as an example. Let's say, Larry, all of your photos and all of your, all of your memories and all your important stuff was on a computer and someone put ransomware on there and you couldn't get it because you forgot to back it up. So would you pay $700 to get all your data from your entire life and all your photos, your kids and family? Is $700 worth it or are you okay to lose all those memories for the rest of your life, right? People are typically willing to pay that 700 bucks. So what right. an attacker will do is they'll spray that randomly to 10,000 people. And can you imagine if 10,000 people paid $700 each? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, seven, that's, seven, that's $7 million. Wow. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's a pretty good, that's some pretty good return on their time. If they do, they click one button, they send an email to 10,000 people. And if a lot of those people, you know, um, click that link or open that attachment and they get ransomware, if they weren't backing up their files, then they have a choice. Either I lose all those files forever or I pay the $700. So that's called a spray attack. So number one is an influence attack based on, they're gonna target you based on who you know, your relatives, who you work for. Hack number two is a spray attack where it's indiscriminate, but they're gonna make a lot of money off of it. So people need to realize, back to your point, if they're thinking I'm not right. a target, they don't realize that they could be an indiscriminate, just a spray target, or that it could be someone that they know or work for, right? Exactly. So people, people gotta exactly. be on guard. Yeah, I mean <laughs> So I don't know if you remember, I think maybe it was about three weeks ago, I told you that my cousin's Instagram had got attacked and how the attacker did it, he he cloned my cousin's uh, Instagram. He And it was exact picture. So when you clicked on my cousin's, uh, when you clicked on the attacker's link, he had all his pictures, everything. So you would think, well, hey, Larry, that's your cousin. So, and as when he texted me on Instagram, he started asking me for money. And I thought that that was weird because this is a cousin that, my cousin Robert, that would never ever ask me for money. Or he would just call me. So then uh, I asked, I, I just asked the uh, attacker, I said, well, hey, well, how's Uncle Willie doing? He was like, oh, he's okay. So did you see him last week? And he was like, oh, yeah. So I knew he was an attacker. So uh, I reported it uh, to Instagram right away. And I, I let my cousin know, too, that his account has been, uh, uh, that his account was hacked. But in saying that, that's just how quick, how smart uh, the, the hackers are nowadays, which is, which is incredible. I didn't, I didn't know that they can actually clone somebody's site <laughs> i mean everything from the pictures to everything it was it was pretty incredible and i was like whoa so i just read this article from this website called welivesecurity.com this guy basically clones his instagram page and then what he does is he follows 30 of his friends to see who would follow them back 
and uh, 13 of them followed him back on the same day. And they just assumed it was the same person. But that, I mean, so social media, that just tells you that's another outlet to where is. And and, uh, hackers are getting so smart, they're not sending like, hey, this is such and such from Africa or from Indonesia. They're actually, they'll clone your, one of your family members or someone that's a friend of yours on their website. I mean, they'll, they'll clone them and actually send you an email. And I see why you're saying like six, every six months of technology and reading that the technology is changing because hackers are criminals. So a criminal, they, they're thinking of new tactics, the new ways of how to, how to get access to people's uh, money or just their accounts and stuff like that. So as technology changes, uh, uh, our awareness has to change. And um, so I, I do understand that this field just grows and the technology grows so much that it's just, everything's at a warp speed sometimes. Yeah, so um, I, read, I read through that article, Larry, uh, and it basically said the, the way yeah. that you can protect yourself is if you make your social media accounts private, because then a random hacker can't clone your page. They can't see all your pictures and your friends and who you follow. So what you have to do is you have to go into your social media accounts and make them private so that random people can't follow you. Right. Oh, okay. And that's on any social media yep. that you do have. Yeah. Okay. So there's a little bit of a trade off there. It, it means that it's going to be a little bit harder for, for new friends to connect with you. But the assumption is, is I'm assuming all the people you really probably care about are already connected with you on your social media things. Right. So, um, that's, exactly. that's what this article is saying is, you know, go ahead and switch those to private accounts and then, uh, hackers can't clone your, uh, you know, your account. Let's get back to you. Um, so you've got, you said 12 or 13 weeks left. Yeah, I have 12 weeks left. Yay. So I, I'll be done with, I'll be done with school and, um, hopefully, um, I'll start working at a company, uh, God willing, I, I, I got a feeling I am. And then, um, I'm going to continue, uh, my studies. I still, I, I want to get, um, some um some more security um certs and stuff like that you know what i mean i gotta still develop i, I would love to become a, a test penetrator that's uh that's one of my dreams but i think i like forensics too i don't i don't i don't know i like forensics too i like that part of it so yeah that's pretty fun yeah too uh but i would love i mean the, just to go through uh hard disk and you know, just go through someone's computer and just find out all the sites they they want to go through the registry and just be like, okay, this, 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 this. And oh man, that'd be awesome. Uh, to all the listeners, you guys are awesome. Um, if you have any questions or anything, you can always write us on LinkedIn or something like that. Um, Absolutely. Thank you. All the listeners, thank you guys. And uh, yeah, see you guys next week. All right, see you later. See you later. Talk to you all soon. Right.